Hello, everyone, and welcome, right, to, welcome to 11 Foot Pole. My name is Glenn, and I am the dungeon master for this tale of high adventure set in the burning world of Athos. Uh, among the adventures that are that are going to be joining us this episode is the mighty Fulgrin, played by uh, Corey. When he can, as soon as he can get here, uh, Fulgrin's going to be having a little. Uh, a little emotional breakdown at the beginning of the episode, but I'm also joined by... I'm Darren. I'm playing Zorus, the uh, mole, bar mole gladiator. And I am Jason. I'm playing uh, Chaka, uh, fourth level uh, Thrycreen Ranger of the Wasteland. Uh, JP playing oh. Taldori, right? That's JP? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. There was a delay. Yeah. It's, uh, playing Taldori, the... Uh, I Cyanus of the Wasteland. And I'm Matt, playing Derok, fourth level mole druid. Look at the look at the um, airbrush work on that on that uh, cape right there, guys. I mean yeah. the intricate nice. detail. He doesn't attention uh, to detail. He didn't earn the he didn't earn the title uh, world's okayest miniature painter for nothing. Okay? <laughs> He's he's the real he's the genuine article. Uh, so when we last left our party, you guys had decimated uh, a tribe full of um, sand people, uh, Tuscan raiders. Um, you had managed to kill Hark, their leader, and one of his two bodyguards, and then you were setting up his other bodyguard with this. Um, with this remaining Sandman, um, who had uh, uh, who had helped you ambush uh, the leader, and I'll tell you what, his deception rolls were a thing of beauty last time. This guy really has his. Uh, hey JP, why don't you why don't you take a moment to explain to the viewers what's going on with your background there? Since uh, I don't believe there's anything going on with the background, I believe it speaks for itself. Okay, all right. Um, homage, homage being, homage being paid to where homage is due. Okay, all right. So that's uh, that's the promotional poster for Brokeback Mountain, as I remember. Is that? The, yeah, I'm, I'm, re, I'm, uh, I'm preparing a sequel to it. Yeah. Did you guys see prequel? It's more, of a, doing, it's more of a prequel. Did you guys see that they're actually doing a reboot of Roadhouse? I did. Yeah, I did. Yes, Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah, no, I'm no. sorry, Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. As um, what's his name? Okay, Swayze right. character. Yeah, some movie. Some movies are better just just be left alone. And Absolutely. it's in Florida now, instead of whatever rural county they were in. Um, they need to get uh, what's his name back. Uh, Sam. Uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah, they need to get Sam Elliott back to play the same part, do all the same lines exactly the same. It's just he probably won't look any different. Yeah, but he's thirty time, years older now, but you know, whatever. This time, the doctor loses the role. What role? They flip the coin to see which one would die: the doctor or or, uh, um, or the uh, <laughs> the cooler. And ah, ah, remember? ah. Sam okay. Elliott's. Sam Elliott's guy lost, so maybe the doctor needs to lose this time. Uh, that would be a uh, that would be a twist ending. Ah, but speaking of twist endings, watch this 
Watch this transition, guys. Speaking of twist endings, as you guys defeated um, Hark, you realized, you found out the hard way that the way he had managed to be the leader of this tribe was he had gotten a hold of this artifact from before the um, yeah. before the Great Purge or whatever, before the Great Great Disaster. Um, so now, Darren, you have a little, uh, it's called a Focus. It's a little Bluetooth device that you put over your ear. And you have a gun that when you shoot it, it goes pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are there at that time. We are right at that moment where you defeated them. You haven't gone and... Uh, and gotten the villagers out from from beyond those lurkers. You're right there. I don't remember this guy's name, but I uh, you can call him Devito because I remember the voice I was doing for him. <laughs> what do you guys do? So we need to take Devito back to the pit to sing for those creatures in the pit, right? That's right. That was the that was the plan. That was the plan. So you guys. You guys go back over there. Devito is still making uh, making eyes at the other guard, um, and uh, even though uh, even though he can't be here to join us, uh, Fulgrin is 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 still trying to kind of you know ship the two of them get get a relationship started between the two of them. Darren, um, what does uh, what does Zorus do? Is Zorus going to stow his shovel and walk around? Carrying this pew pew gun now, or is he gonna uh, strap that to his back? And uh, what, what's your plan there? I, I guess there's a question for me of size. Is it a rifle strapped to your back, or is there any kind of holster to your leg? No, 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 no. There's, there's, um, uh, it's, 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 it's rifle sized. It's, it's a okay. big kind of cylinder thing. With a handle on the bottom, um, I think um, Hark had created a, stra- a carrying strap, kind of duffel bag, kind of uh, thing um, that you can't tell if this is if it's there to put over your shoulder when you're kind of holding it like this, or if that's to like sling it over your back. You think you could do either one with this strap he's added to it. I'm probably going to use it more as a, 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 a potentially as a distance weapon or at a little bit of range. So I'm going to, at this point, strap it to my back okay. and keep the shovel as okay. a moment-to-moment combat piece. Okay. So you guys, uh, you guys go across that main <clears throat> room that was there, and um, you come out, share with detail, boss harks. Um, to refresh everyone's memory... You guys came in here. You fought a whole bunch of sand people. You started to go this... Uh, well, you went over here. This is the pit that the um, that all the lurkers are down in. And back here is where the villagers are, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Matt. You guys went down here. Uh, you don't know what's down here, but you know right here is a very suspicious-looking pillar with a bunch of holes in it. Uh, and a dead sand person next to it. So you guys were like, you know what? Uh, we don't feel like we need to go down here any further. <laughs> so you went back this way. You went over here, and here is where you fought uh, Hark, right? <clears throat> so you guys go back through. This is the this is the mud pool that the champion came out of. You guys come back over here, 
and uh, Danny DeVito starts. Uh, you guys. So, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Jason. Well, it's, it's so. Is this established fact? Because like our cap, the captains were like, "Oh yeah, we need to get one of those guys." They're known to. Um, I mean, is this an established fact? These sand people. I mean, is this is this dude like? Oh yeah, we do this all the time. We sing. Yes. We sing. To, really? Okay. Yeah. So the sand people, other than uh, my mistake of forgetting that um, that Boss Hark had this. Uh, sort of magical science weapon. Uh, they sing everything. All of their attacks and their coordination was all based on singing and um, using music to either hurt you guys or scare you guys or whatever else, right? And the okay. captives knew, they saw, you know, that the, the same people could sing down the um, lurkers. Right. Okay. And they were so like, how's De- go ahead. So "How's Devito's vibrato?" <laughs> well, I mean, you heard Devito's bravado. You heard my uh, luscious tones just now. I mean, you have a pretty good idea. The guy's got a gift. Let's just yeah. can we agree? That that was some strange fruit, man. That's all I gotta say. I feel like okay. he. I feel like he should do a monologue. <laughs> really. <laughs> No, I, we we did a we did a monologue uh, a couple a singing, sessions a singalogue a singalogue <laughs> five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred minutes no we're not doing that wrong show <laughs> I have a whole YouTube channel of me singing <laughs> link uh, link in the description um, okay so the thought is that we can get him to start singing and then we can slowly bring the the prisoners around the edge of the the pit is that, is that the exactly guys? right exactly right so so him and his 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 new girlfriend are singing and that keeps the lurkers from coming up you guys go across you cut the the ropes and stuff and you get out this hundred plus villagers um that all their names are in the book uh, <laughs> and uh and uh you guys you guys successfully get them out and they you know uh, the singers back off, and and the uh, lurkers don't come out to get you guys, and uh, everybody uh, everybody from Nightstone is extremely thankful that you rescued them, and also a little bit um, uh, startled by the amount of bloodshed and viscera uh, back there in that main cave. The actual the the total devastation. Uh, that uh, that Zorus and uh, Fulgrin wrought uh, during that battle, as I remember, was was pretty um, it was pretty graphic. We uh, we definitely blew our special effects b- budget with all that blood and gore. <laughs> so they are um, they are impressed, but also taken aback by uh, by your abilities. Um, That's all right. Keeps them on their toes. They know they can't mess with us. <laughs> so it's only like an hour and a half from here back to Nightstone. The people uh, are anxious to uh, to get out of here and get home. Um, 
And uh, DeVito, you know, shakes each of your hands and wishes you the best of luck, gives you like a a Sandman uh, benediction, you know. (laughs) And uh, sends you on your way. And I mean, unless you want to do... uh, Has everybody seen the Book of Boba Fett? No. Okay, good. Uh, Good, good, because uh, it's terrible. But he gets (laughs) trained... After he goes into the Sarlacc, he comes out and he gets nursed back to health by the Sand People. And I don't know, they train him how to use a gaffy stick and basically teach him Kung Fu. So unless you guys want to do that uh, montage, you know, uh, unless one of you wants to learn. uh, With the the Sand People and their obsession with music, we could almost do like the School of Rock uh, montage. Um, but if that's not, if that's not your primary goal right now, you guys could go ahead and head back to Nightstone. Yeah, let's, let's head back. All right. Unless you guys don't. What? (laughs) Unless the other guys want to stay. No. So we're heading back with the people and our little dude. No, 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 no. He's going to stay here. So there's, there's more sand people that are out you know, raiding and hunting and gathering and all that stuff. So when they come back, he's going to be the new head honcho. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got his whole plan for him and the bodyguard girl to take over. So, but if we might could count him as a potential ally. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he, he, uh, he, uh, does the, the blood brother thing. He makes you a little friendship bracelet. Um, He's, he's, you have to lean towards your mic when you talk. Oh, like a dream catcher? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a little parting gift and everything. And uh, absolutely, absolutely. You guys are BFFs. He's like, come back anytime and, you know, hang out. Uh, otherwise, we're hiking across the desert with our the people we've freed. Exactly right. And you're returning okay. to Nightstone. Um okay. I guess we need to acknowledge here that, you know, it's been like four and a half months since our audience has has seen new content from us. We're sorry about that. There was a apocalyptic winter. Well, there was Christmas and then there was an apocalyptic winter storm that hit the Midwest and the and the Mid-South. So, um, you know, that's why we're having it's kind of a slow start for everybody but me to remember what was happening. But we did get these nifty minis painted in the interim. So that's something. All right, so you guys return to Nightstone. There's much rejoicing. Scooby's gang comes out. Yay. They're all, uh, you know, uh, happy to get their get their people back. They're starting to clean up the town from all these boulders that uh, these giants threw. Um, and there is no... Um, nobody knows what the attack was initially about, Um you know, it, it looks like the weirdlings it was just an opportunistic thing where they came into the town after the giants attacked. The giants attacked the town. They took the stone that is the stone of Nightstone, and they just pieced out. Um, and it's just a completely unexplained phenomenon. So now we need to we need to go out, we need to go after the Nightstone, right? Is that what we're looking for? Well, <clears throat> um, I can't remember. People- what set us on our journey anymore? Okay, so the uh, the people of Nightstone uh, really aren't that 
exercised about you guys going and getting the Nightstone or trying to figure out what happened to it. It didn't really do anything. It was just this huge black monolith that sat in the middle of town, and it's kind of what the town was built around. But it didn't, like, bless them or protect them or anything like that. It was just kind of there as a landmark. Um, So the mayor of Nightstone was killed, uh, in the attack. So now everybody's kind of hubbing and bubbing and trying to figure out who the new town speaker is going to be and kind of what the future of Nightstone is going to be. But the, um, it's the wrong map. This is the right map. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are from Fort Iron and your caravan travels around to the different 10 towns over the space of, of a season uh, every twice a, twice a year, basically, you guys make a circuit of all these towns and you trade and then you you return to Fort Iron with all of your um, with everything that you've got, you know, to, to make it through another another year. I think um, we need to do a little lore building. Um, I, I think I, I think our version of Dark Sun should have maybe five or six seasons. I was thinking about this. It could be like. Of course, there's the dry season, and then the scorching season, um, and then the uh, parched season, and then the burning, you know, six weeks of burning, uh, and then arid, the arid season. I'm not sure. What do you guys, the sandstorm season in there somewhere? What do you guys think? Oh, it feels like time well spent on your end. (laughs) (laughs) You got all that free time, you know? Yeah, yeah th- this is what I did with all the extra weeks uh, between adventures. <laughs> all right, so you guys are here in Nightstone. A- Say what, Darren? I thought getting a girlfriend was going to clear some of that up. Wow. Okay, so you guys are here in Nightstone. Your next stop is Tyr, and then you go to Karakara. Um. So basically... I mean, unless you guys are gung-ho about going after these giants and figuring out why they attacked the town, uh, the people of the town aren't like, oh, you know, we need you to go after them. We'll we'll pay you, uh, you know, riches and all this stuff. They're kind of like, strange stuff happens under the dark sun. Um, <laughs> you know, let's write it off and move on. All right. Well, shall we hang out at the tavern? Sorry, I hear that. Hang out at the tavern? Okay. I don't know about our Karakara, but the ones on Sons of Anarchy were pretty pretty hot. <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar with that. It was a porn so, studio. I just started. I just started watching that. Okay. So uh, you guys get back to the town. Wariv, uh, Lodo, and Thania are three other members of your caravan. Um, Wariv is kind of the caravan leader, and. Uh, over the next uh, couple, three days, you guys all can complete a long rest and all that good stuff. Uh, over the next couple, three days, uh, you guys complete all your training. The town kind of sorts itself out enough that you guys can buy and sell and do all your trading, and you're getting ready to head to tier. Now, uh, Darren, this, uh, this weapon you've got, this pew-pew gun, um, and the focus, mm-hmm. uh, yes. are you... 
Are you going to try to keep this on the down low? Are you going to ask everyone in town what they know and think about it? What uh, What do you guys think the um, procedure will be for this special item? Have any Have any of us ever seen anything like this before? Uh, that would be a big fat no. No. Now most of the uh, most of the magic in the world of Dark Sun is either psionics. Uh, or it's like defiling magic, right? Magic that is that sucks the life out of the land uh, in order to function. So this definitely does not seem to be a psionic artifact. So yeah, it's definitely going to draw some attention uh, from just about everybody. So we go waving it around. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> So, how noticeable is it in this holster backpack thing? I, I mean, I mean, it's pretty just obvious, got a, right? It's, yeah, it's just got a strap where you can carry it over your shoulder, right? Which, I mean, it it looks like it doesn't look like it's made out of metal. It looks like it's made out of some kind of ceramic or shell or something. Um, as long as it's powered down, people might not notice it that much. Uh, but you could, you know, cover it up with a uh, lizard skin or something. Yeah, why don't we uh, hold towards discretion when we're among the uh, simple town folk and uh, <laughs> and covered up, and then I'll I'll trust that being a what an eight foot mole might uh, you know deter any questions if I look surly enough. Okay, all right, excellent, excellent. Um, but uh, maybe if the opportunity arises that we run across someone who is wise enough or has a sense of history that they might be able to tell us something, we'll, we'll look for that opportunity. But, yeah, not just waving it around and asking every stray villager. Of, uh, hey, ever seen one of these before? <laughs> <laughs> I understand you point this end at the, at the other man. Um, uh, so Tyr is your next stop, and it's the biggest city in the region. Right, so you might be able to uh, get some information in tier. Uh, that might be smart as far as your move for that. All right, anything so else you guys want to do here? You ready to move on to tier? Well, let me just ask you this: what 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 is our focus? What was our focus when we, when we started out on this campaign? There was a disruption, right? Of of, of some wasn't there a disruption of some sort? Um, Something growing in the desert? I mean, some sort of trade disruption? Not that I remember. Now, now the city of Tyr used to be mm-hmm. controlled by a sorcerer king. Right. And uh, he, has, he has been overthrown. And right. freedom has come to Tyr. Now, it's the, it's the only city-state on Athos that you know of that instead of having a sorcerer king uh, tyrannically ruling over the city... Uh, apparently the the people of Tyr are free, whatever that's supposed to mean, and uh, self-governing. Freedom! Yeah, this newfangled uh, self-governing idea apparently has has become a thing. Um, But uh, your your focus for the campaign, you guys basically guard this caravan as it travels around from from village to village, uh, and then you try to, you know, get back to Fort Iron and... um, bring all these necessary supplies home. Okay. So we're not just like aimlessly wondering, but oh, the, no, caravan no, no. Is, right, the caravan is prepared to move on to. Yes. Wariv is the, is the 
I'm sorry. Wareev is the caravan master, and he basically mm-hmm. takes care of all the trading, the buying and selling as you go to each of these t- towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I I misspoke a minute ago. You guys are actually going to go to go to Tier. Um, yeah, okay. You go to Tier next, and then Karakara after that. Uh, so moving ahead, <laughs> you guys. Uh, you know, check in with the people in town that you know uh, from previous visits. Wariv makes all the deals and stuff, and now you guys are ready to head, uh, as I mentioned, to the city-state of Tyr. How long a journey is it? It's not far. Nightstone is there. Tyr is there. It's probably two days. Two days, okay. Yeah, it's not far at all. So, you guys are cooking along through the desert, and you approach... You guys... We go to commercial, and when we come back from commercial, you guys see the city-state of Tyr in the distance. So, Tyr is this big, like, Babylon, uh, Bronze Age, uh, walled city standing out uh, across the Ringing Mountains. So you see the Ringing Mountains there in the background. This is the palace of the um, Sorcerer King, or at least it has been. And then back here is this huge ziggurat. And uh, as you can see, it's, um, it's the LGBTQ plus ziggurat uh, with the uh, burning sacrifices on top. Uh, this is the city-states as it was the last time you saw it. Great. We're canceled now. So this is the overview of the city you've got the the Imperial Gardens right this is the this is used to be the Sorcerer King's Palace that's right here here's the main part of the city this is the uh, ziggurat in question and then here in between the royal palace and the ziggurat this is the arena where uh, gladiators like Zorus used to fight wild animals from the um, uh, from the wilds, and uh, and one another in bloody uh, games uh, where the slave gladiators yeah. would uh, would battle each yeah. other. Yeah. Now, as you approach the uh, gates of the city, Darren, you are surprised to see. Um. So the uh, the sorcerer king had these had these. Uh, stormtroopers that were called Templars, right? And they all got their powers from the Sorcerer King, right? So he's like this defiler who's using uh, defiling magic, uh, basically a lich, you know, living living for centuries, controlling this, this city. And all of his servants, like, get their power directly from him. They're like warlocks. Um and they have this distinctive chitin armor that they wear, and a lot of them had metal weapons and everything else. But you get to Tyr, and you're coming in through this grand gate, right? There's people coming and going. And where there should be a bunch of Templars, there are two gladiators um, with their, you know, uh, gouges like yours or, you know, gladiator weapons and Souls stuff. of death. <laughs> And they are kind of yeah, shovels of death, and they are kind of watching people come and go in and out of this gate. Um, roll a uh, roll a d twenty and add your charisma modifier. 
I got a 16 plus one. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, you know these guys from from your gladiator days. It's, uh, it's the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, and, uh, and, and they kind of see your caravan coming in. You know, there's no... Uh, there's no charge now to enter or leave the city. You don't have to bribe the Templars or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but actually, Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> sees you, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't really know what Hacksaw Jim Duggan talks like, so now he's going to talk like this. Hey, hey, Zaris, welcome back to the city, the free city of Tyr, huh? Something else. Brother, it's so good to see you. He comes forward, gives you gives you a hug, give you the gladiator handshake. Are you here to compete in the games? You know we're not slaves anymore, and you actually get uh, uh, you actually get the money for the win yourself instead of your owner manager <laughs> instead of Vince McMahon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mouth of the South. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Hart. I'm guarding this caravan. We're just here to do some trading. Ah, uh, well, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see things are things are really different around here from the way they used to be. Now that uh, now that uh, Tithian is in control, so uh, guys, go in and set up. I'm not going to get the map, the map back out, but there's like a caravansary. There's a there's a place where all the caravans come in and set up. Uh, you guys can get on in there. You don't even have to. You don't even have to pay for a for a tent. It's awesome. Welcome to the free city of Tear. And the uh, the Iron Sheik is you know just nods at you gravely. He doesn't he doesn't speak a lot of uh, common. Okay, so. The talk of the city is the death of Tyr, uh, the death of Kalok, and the future of Tyr. Uh, the new king who rules Tyr rules in, uh, is king in name only, Tithian, former senior, senior Templar to Kalok, is credited with helping bring about the Sorcerer King's demise. And then, uh, so immediately after the Sorcerer King was killed by a gladiator, um, the neighboring city of Uruk to the northeast, decided this would be a good time to come and seize um, uh, Tears iron mines. But they were driven off by a group of uh, former gladiators and some psionicists. And you can read all about it in the Prism Pentad book. All right, you guys get into the caravan gate. You guys... Um, Darren, there's a guy named Grick. You guys usually go to Grick's Weaponry. His weapon shop lies a few doors down from the caravan gate. Um, those who know weapons often seek out the gap-toothed mole to fill their needs. Uh, he sells finely crafted weapons at only a slight markup. So, um, Chaka, you would need yeah. to go there and, and uh, get some uh, maintenance done on your bow and your... What are they, Githkas? What are those throwing things you throw around? Yeah, they're Githkas, but it's my handheld, right? Uh, you tell me. You have your character sheet. It's... Yeah, I don't think I have anything to throw. 
I only oh, have three okay. Let's go. Oh, you got like a you got like this staff thing, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anytime you roll a one on attack roll, your weapon has a chance of getting damaged. So you guys need right. to uh, swing by uh, Grix weapons and make sure all of your stuff is in top uh, operating order. Uh, Derek, what do you what do you fight with, Matt? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, quarter staff and a short bow. Okay. Okay. All right. So you need to you need to get the wrappings on your quarter staff rechecked and uh, uh, your bow also. Yeah, I gotta check. I gotta get the the sights on my short bow redone because I can't. <laughs> there hit you go. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So the caravan. Your, uh, your laser scope needs a little refining. <laughs> uh, the caravan using mostly magic. <laughs> right, and now did you uh, did you go through all of that uh, all that stuff about the animals you can change into? I haven't gotten through all of them, but I've gotten through some of them. Okay. So now you can start using your, um, what you call it, wild shape, yeah. uh, which is one of your main abilities. I even got you a little mini for the job. He's a lot cuter than the other one I had. Is he human, this guy we're going to go see? Who? He's a mole. Said he's, he's a, a mole. mole. Come on, man. He's a mole. Yeah, a mole? Easy. He did say. A mole. A mole. Easy, e- easy there, mole. Easy there, bug man. You've got two moles <laughs> in your party, Taldori, so it, you shouldn't act that surprised. They are human dwarf crossbreeds. And he looks a little bit like Michael Strahan. <laughs> well, I, don't I was just that. thinking <laughs> for, for a Thrycreme, a Thrycreme is probably not dependent on anybody to look at his weapons or her weapons. We haven't established the section of the Thrycreme. But as a plot piece, you definitely need to go. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, uh, the only reason... Uh, Uh-oh. Oh. Somebody's coming. I understand what you're saying, um, mm-hmm. but also you may not have all the skills necessary to uh, maintain your weapons yourselves, yourself. You know what I'm saying? It takes mm-hmm. specialized skills. Welcome, Fulgren. Good to see you. Yo. Fully. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this too early for you like it is for our GM? No, I... Um, I got volunteered to help with uh, with Girl Scout cookie distribution at like a warehouse space. Well, oh my gosh. Yeah, one troop oh. had like five hundred cases, like not five hundred cookie packs, five hundred cases of cookie packs. Oh my gosh! Crazy. Or you could just deliver those around the back to my house. So, you right. Know, the, the, don't bring them yeah. in the front. Oh, it's on the way. You'll hear a beeping soon. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Okay, let me adjust the screen. All right, uh, Corey, to bring you up to speed, um, I've been basically role-playing by myself this whole time. These guys have just been looking at me with no reaction. You guys left the caves. You returned to Nightstone. You rescued the villagers. You finished your trade with the villagers. And then you continued on your uh, circuit of the cities. So this is Nightstone. You guys came up here to Tyr. Tyr is the main city-state where the Sorcerer King 
used to rule over this whole area. Uh, very big, magnificent Bronze Age city. Uh, the Sorcerer King has been deposed, and now the city is free. And you guys were going to visit your old pal Grick, uh, who is an expert at weapon maintenance. And uh, and we long rested. Yes. Oh, yeah. You've long rested a couple times. Uh, Grick is assisted by a grizzled dwarf named Murd. Murd's mind was largely destroyed in a gladiatorial match, reducing him to little more than a feral animal. Now he spends most of the day sitting in Grick's shops, sharpening blades, leaving only occasionally to roam the town. When in store, he glares at customers, growling the entire time they remain in the shop. His manic fascination with blades provides some benefit to Grick. Not only does he discourage thieves, but he has an, a knack for honing edges to an uncanny sharpness. In game terms, any edged weapon uh, purchased, or in this case maintained by Grick, has a plus one damage bonus for the next five successful strikes. Thereafter, the weapon reverses nice. to doing normal damage. So, Darren, your, uh, your gouge, the next five strikes, you get plus one to damage. Shovel of death. Got it. Shovel of death. Same thing with, uh, with uh, Chaka, uh, mm -hmm. your, uh, your thingamabobber, the next five mm -hmm. strikes, and with your arrows, the next five arrows that you guys shoot. Uh, Fulgrim, you you have a hammer, so they they maintain your hammer. They make sure your hammer is uh, is uh, holding up. They give it its its uh, twenty thousand mile uh, routine maintenance, but they can't give you a bonus on damage. Well, I actually um, I was going to ask since we're at a weaponsmith. Um, yes, I found that Bazor, that obsidian. Mm. Um, rock yes. or whatever in mm -hmm. the stomach of a creature that we killed in the mines. So uh -huh. I was going to see if if that's big enough for the for the uh, the head of a mace for like or not a mace a, a ball that's uh -huh. half the size. I'd like to see if they can make me a maul out of that. Um, hell yeah, Grick. Um, that's yeah. Uh, hell yeah, Grick. Grick takes one look at that thing. And he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, mm, yeah. Now, it's going to take a lot of work. Um, and uh, he could um, he could basically uh, uh, make it into um, a, uh, a mall that does plus one damage. Um but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to provide something pretty substantial in trade. Okay. Um, well, you... uh, Fulgrin could chip in on the work too. Like he could work on the the haft. Okay. Because uh, he's a he he has bone workers tools and experience ah. you know uh, proficiency in them. So he could work on the the shaft of it. Mm -hmm. And then I mean I don't have a whole lot of money, but I'd give him whatever we got, whatever I've got. I've got. Well, I was thinking specifically, I don't know if you guys remember, but you found a steel uh, dagger at one point that oh, nobody, yeah. is, nobody is particularly using. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something you could it provide. Sitting on my belt for. <laughs> yeah. If that's something that, if we're not actively using it, um, that would be fantastic. Zoris, would you be willing to offer that in trade? 
Uh, sure. Uh, is there a way to get, like, uh, I don't mind having a dagger kind of on my belt. Can I somehow swangle a regular bone dagger sure. back out of that? Yeah, an obsidian dagger? Absolutely. In fact, he'll make a He'll make it out of a chip of this uh, bezoar. Um, yeah, cool. All right. So, uh, so Fulgrin, you get, you end up with a mole that does plus one damage. Uh, so, Darren, did you want to ask? Uh, did you want to talk to um, Grick about the mysterious pew pew gun? He seems like if anybody knows, it's going to be him, right? Um. Well. He's very knowledgeable about these kinds of... I mean, he knows about weapons. He doesn't know about magic. But you're not going to find many people who do. So, what yeah, do you say? Yeah, let's give it a shot. What do you say? Uh, I tell him that we found this uh, in an encounter in the desert. And we saw that it uh, unleash, unleashes a destructive kind of force from this end. When you pull this... Uh, Lever, small lever here. I uh, wonder if he's seen anything like it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Big eyes. You, uh, he goes over and he, um, he, he kind of, the flap on the, uh, on the tent, he kind of looks both ways. He closes, closes the flap on the tent. He comes back over. He says, why don't you, um, why don't you show us how it works? I, I'm, I'm, he, uh, he, he has a, remind he has me, like a, this isn't something you want to do inside the tent, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you have the uh, Do you have the stats in front of you? <laughs> uh, you you may have know to that look I got the, stats from it. You may have to look in the chat. Um, let's see here. Just start scrolling now, and you'll be you'll get there by the end of the session. Wow! <laughs> this is the perfect wow. time. The perfect time to grab like a random you know street urchin. You there, street <laughs> urchin? Come in here for a minute. Wow. When this handheld metallic device of interlocking hollow rings and arcs is activated, a destructive beam of energy targets one creature within 120 feet. On a failed DC 13 deck saving throw, they take 5d8 damage. Uh, So it's it's got 120 foot range. uh, it's got a pretty powerful uh, f- beam. I think well, we, we decided it was cell disrupting radiation. So you know, I don't know right. if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> What'd you say? We probably need to go out into an abandoned canyon or something, right? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, Jason? you had us close. You had us close tent flaps, right? Yeah, he closed his tent flap so, so nobody flaps. walking by. Right. <laughs> um, do you want to just show him the burns on your abdomen where um, uh, Hark shot you yeah. with it? Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So he he looks at that, um, and he he kind of takes the takes the device from you and. And and moves it around a little bit, um, you know, and like you 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 take the safety off, and and the lights light up, and the and the rings start hovering on their own, you know, and uh, he immediately uh, turns it back off, um, and uh, basically uh, make a uh, make a persuade check there, Zorus. 
Yeah. Well, persuasion plus three. Uh, 13. Okay, he tells you uh, to go... Plus three. Oh, wow. He tells you to go uh, talk to Foucault, the uh, the storyteller, the old blind storyteller by the, by the Northeast Well, right? He's like, if anybody's going to know anything about this thing, uh, it would be Foucault. Uh, so, you guys... I downloaded this because I thought this was so cool. So this is from the Tear City book. Um, while you're in town, you guys go to Shining Sands. Shining Sands is a dry sand laundry located by the edge of the Tradesman District near the Noble Quarter. Uh, basically, since water is so in such short supply, to clean your clothes, they bring this uh, pure white sand, this very fine sand in from the you know, desert, and they scrub your clothes with the sand until all the oils and, and everything is cleaned out of it. Um, clothes that become too dirty, smelly, or impregnated with bodily fluids are brought to shining sands. They scrub the extra fine sand, uh, dirt, and excess oil from the garments, and then they, uh, they scent it with a sweet-smelling cactus flower water. Uh, they also provide a small, discreet lounge in the back if you wish to have the clothing you're wearing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> laundered. <laughs> so, uh, uh, does Fulgrin get his, does Fulgrin get his uh, loincloth uh, cleaned and scented with, with cactus flower water? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just freeballing in the lounge. Oh, sure. While, while yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah, even sitting with his legs crossed. Just oh, no, no, no. Got it no, all hanging it. out. Uh, I don't know if Chaka wears clothes. Do the rest of you guys? Uh, do the rest of you guys go in there and get Chaka your clothes clean? You know, of, of all the side quests I thought here, laundry wasn't one of them. But uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So you guys, uh, you guys take care of that. And then uh, you head over to hear uh, Foucault, right? Um, and he tells, as you guys are approaching the square, there's a bunch of little kids there. Um, and he's telling this uh, story. He's telling this tale of, of sort of the days before the Sorcerer Kings. Thundar the Barbarian. The year 1994, from out of space comes a runaway planet, hurtling between the Earth and the Moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Man's civilization is cast in ruin. 2,000 years later, Earth is reborn. A strange new world rises from the old. A world of savagery, super science, and sorcery. But one man bursts his bonds to fight for justice. With his companions, Ukla the Mock and Princess Ariel, he pits his strength, his courage, and his fabulous sun sword against the forces of evil. He is Thundar, the Barbarian. Um, so, uh... So uh, a couple of a couple of people in the square th throw him a few uh, ceramic pieces, and you go over uh, uh, to talk to him. I already know what he talks like because 
Unlike you guys, I could hear that video. Greetings, strangers. What brings you to Foucault the Storyteller? I'll do this whole thing with my eyes closed. He's got the, you know, the, the cloth across his, across his eyes. Uh, is it just uh, there's still a bunch of people around him, or, or can we I mean, you're uh, in find a, way you're to? In a, uh, you're in a public you're in a public square. He's sitting on the on the edge of a well. People are coming and getting water and everything else. So just to fuck with him, Chaka will click the pop and buzz. <laughs> oh, so you're like, bam, bam, bam. okay, yeah, that's what he's hearing. Can we offer to uh, buy him some food and see if he would uh, have a conversation with us somewhere a little more? Uh, Discreet. Uh, make a uh, persuasion check with advantage. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't you there someone prettier have, than he to? You actually have one of the best charismas in the party. Okay, yeah, everybody's charisma is dump is dump stat. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's, uh, I had an eleven plus three, so fourteen plus advantage. Wow, advantages roll three. twice and take the better. Oh. Well, that was a four, so we're okay. Take the, the All right. Uh, at first, he seems a little bit leery. Um, he doesn't want to go too far out of out of shouting for help distance, uh, but he does. Uh, well, he can he can pick he can pick where is uh, where we go. He gets his uh, he gets his walking stick, and you guys kind of go uh, into the shade, kind of behind this uh, uh, thimble store. Um. And uh, he says, uh, so you say your name is Zorus and you're from Fort Iron? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What can I do for you since you've brought me a plate of dates? Uh, Explain to him as best we can what we found. And ask him if he's heard any stories about it. Oh, oh! He kind of puts his blind fingers on it and stuff, and you're like trying to keep him from from activating it and pulling the trigger as he's fumbling around. You're like, oh, not that one, not that one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing this inside the barrel and stuff, sniffing it. Leave um, the safety on, thank you. Yes, this. This is the arcana of the ancients. No one believes old Foucault when he tells them about the arcana of the ancients, which uh, in the time before the the moon was split in two by a a passing rogue comet, there was a... There was a... um, there was a civilization upon this, upon the green, and during the green age, there was a civilization that stretched across Athos, and they had technology, arcana. This is part of the arcana of the ancients. <laughs> no one believes me when I tell them about it, but it's true. It's all true. easy i'm telling you in various parts of the world are the ruins of the ancients underground vaults where their technology has lied has lain slumbering for thousands of years i'm telling you more more stuff like more stuff like this thing 
Yes! Yes! No one believes me, but the sorcerer kings of old sometimes discovered the, um, the vaults of the ancients and came out with powerful magic, uh, powerful technology and arcana from, from those vaults. But listen! Just for, uh, just for conversation, <laughs> where, uh, where would those vaults have been? <laughs> oh, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, there are treasure troves out in the desert. No one knows how to find them. But listen! And he puts his bony hand on Zorus's shoulder. Um, he says, you must have a care with the arcana of the ancients. Because um, as mighty as their power is, they seem to have... Uh, a limited number of uses before their energy is depleted and and you need a uh, USB connector to renew Recharge. their mighty power <laughs> but those, and it's like that, it's the crap USB that nobody uses anymore too like micro USB Absolutely. Right. Yeah. that, Good that was the down fall of the ancients is they kept changing the USB adapter type for all of their technology and eventually nobody could universal recharge charges, anything man. universal chargers ah, nobody could recharge anything that's how they fell from, from grace well that's okay. fascinating it, it, it is fascinating listen um, here's what we're going to do you guys go back so that's all he knows. He tells you how 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 lucky you are to have this thing. You need to keep it. Uh, you need to keep it secret. Keep it safe, and uh, you know use it. Use it sparingly. Use it when you really need it, because eventually it's gonna it's gonna run out of juice. You guys go back to your caravan after uh, all of that. Oh my gosh! It ain't easy being me. Can I just tell you guys that? Can I just can I just let you guys know it ain't easy being me? Did he say whether Taldori was the one? Taldori was what? Is it, did he say indicate whether Taldori was the one? Does Taldori have a cookie? That's what I want to know. Does anyone oh, know what Taldori Jason's talking cookie. about? I have no clue what he's talking about. Jason, you don't know what you're talking about, man. The Matrix. He's not an he's not an oracle after all. I guess he's just a blind dude. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can't mention that either. That's also uh, copyrighted. I've never seen the movie, so it's okay. What? You've never seen The Matrix? Whoa. With Keanu Reeves? Oh. It was like, what did you even do with your 90? I want point break. <laughs> there was a whole new special effect featured in The Matrix that everybody kind of picked yeah. up. Bullet time. <laughs> it's worth guys... watching once. That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you guys return to the caravan with Wariv and Lodo and everybody else, uh, Wariv has invited two new persons to join the caravan. Marfid is a explorer and historian uh, who wants to tag along with your caravan as you travel around the Ten Towns. Um, she is a half-elf, and with her is her is Hergen, her half-giant bodyguard, who does not speak. He's even nice. bigger than a mole, Darren. He's a big guy. Nice. Let's go. The only thing he says is Hodor. That's right. That's right. 
Huh? Watching Game of Thrones, he's seen. Hergen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see Game of Thrones, but you've never seen The Matrix. Okay. Did you ever see Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Not all of them, though. You ever seen Star Crash? <laughs> My gosh. Uh, all right. You guys. So he, he points out um, it might not hurt to have a couple extra hands on board because as you guys leave Tier, oh. you're going to be heading back to Fort Iron and then out to Caracara. Getting from the Caravan Road back to Fort Iron. Now you've got all of this, um, all these trade goods, right? This is your last stop, and then you're heading back to Fort Iron. You've got all these trade goods. You're absolutely loaded up. Uh, as you guys leave the caravan route and head towards your um, base is a time when raiders are going to be watching and to see if you're vulnerable and try to take all of this, all this sweet loot you've got. So... Uh, he hires on the two of them. He hires, uh, he buys a couple more um, lizards to carry all this stuff back to Fort Iron. Everything you guys need to make it through the parched season, the uh, boiling season, and the gravel storm season. Um, and you guys head out, you guys leave Tier, and you guys head out into the desert trying to get home safely. Uh, and we'll find out next time on 11 Foot Pole whether that is something that actually happens. Join us next time on 11 Foot Pole.